Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. We have a great show for you today. I'm Dr. Pat. I'm the host of the Dr. Pat Show. And I'm joined by a couple of my sidekicks here today, Jacob and Benny, both of my producers, making this come to you like easily, like super easily. Hey, hey how's it going? <laughs> That's way better to say. <laughs> well, you say it to both of us, Pat. Who's supposed to go first? That's so. We're are, both, we're, are you we're... playing me back? What is all that <laughs> no, reverb going on in there? Fine. Oh my god, fine. this is like. Uh, oh, what is that? That's not us, is it? Are you, are you getting reverb? Are you serious? I love it. Oh. That was so cool. It was like I said it, and then it like played back. And then I said, oh, my gosh, did I actually sound like this? But you know what? <laughs> it's because of that flower moon mm. that happened. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It was full moon. And I think it started yesterday. And they're calling it a flower moon. Huh. Right? Yeah. So, I okay. So, none of us here in the Pacific Northwest, of course, could see it. Why? Because... <laughs> It's been gray for like a really long time. And uh, I think the sun was trying to pop out, but you don't have to see it to appreciate it. You know, from an astrological perspective, they're calling it a lunar eclipse. They're calling it a flower moon. You know, they're representing the blooming of flowers, the rebirthing of life. And that's that's the meaning here for this. Um, And it's really fascinating because anytime you say anything with the word Scorpio in it, people cringe. Now, certainly if if that is your sign, you don't. But there's transformational life. There's an energy of this. And people are feeling it. You know, I've talked to more people, um, Benny, Jacob, I don't know if you guys know this, but I've talked to more people that describe this past week, not this coming week, but this past week as quite the disturbance. And I have a friend that even looked at this so closely with the whole Mercury now coming out of retrograde, you know, ancient traditions of shamanism that point to communications, literally that can focus on the energetic shift. And so when I was talking to my friend about four weeks ago, she said to me, something is going to happen at a national level with communication and you won't believe it. And I just thought that happens every day, dude. Like, okay, that's not a prediction. That's like every day, every day in the United States, there's something that comes on and it's like something. She said, no, no, something secrets will be revealed. Now we now know that that is true. um, Especially uh, when we think about what is being revealed to us, but then there's the shift of energy. And when there's a shift of energy, 
are we prepared for it? You know, are we in, in the very core of who we are? Is our soul guiding the ship? Is there something that is within each and every one of us that helps us interpret, that helps us take action? And I got to tell you, almost every one of the hosts I've talked with, last week was this incredible week of stuff just piling up, piling up, piling up to be done with. Now, here's the question for our show today, and I want to introduce you to Daniel, Daniel Muller. Um, the shamanic soul, what is it about the shamanic soul? What is it about this that we could learn? This is a guidebook, but this isn't just that. You know, this is written by practitioner of Peruvian shamanism. Um, and Daniel teaches us shamanism through some very interesting methods, healing, spell work. But one of the things that we learn about the ancient and the modern is that there is a connection, right? It's like, why are people feeling the energy of things? Why are people looking at this flower moon, this eclipse? What is it we look for? But the question really is, are we really doing anything new? No, because when we hear from Daniel and the fantastic book that he's written, we're going to go through this. I just love, there's so many things about this I love. What is it about us, our shamanic bodies, that could be almost like this guidepost, right? What is it about what we learn and bring forward? And, and is my greatest fear going to come to pass or are the Daniels of the world going to help us? Are we going to lose this knowledge? Daniel, great to have you. Welcome to the show. Hi. Nice to see you, Dr. Pat. Great to have you. Yeah, thank you so much. A lot of questions. I'm not going to throw them all at you at once. But um, when my friend said that to me like four weeks ago, I think it was like in April or something. I, I'm like, what are you talking about? She said, look, if you look at if you go back in time and you go back into ancient messaging, but if you can connect that to your soul, you can connect that to your soul journey, then Pat, I guarantee you somewhere in May, you will call me and you will say, dude, you got it right. Of course, she got to me first and she was, what she was talking about is the whole Supreme Court leak. Mm. that that but the the question i have for you is this look you are you have done something that i've always longed to do i didn't do it i grew up with comic books i wanted to create comic books i didn't do it you did it although i do have an animation comic uh i am i do have characters that i'm drawing to educate people about lyme disease I want to ask you this question. There's so much I could say about you, but I have to know, how did you become you? What did you have to overcome to become you, to become the author of great books, bringing this message forward, getting Llewellyn to actually put pictures in the book? What did you have to get beyond, Daniel? Oh, thank you for that. Um, 
<laughs> I, I had to get through a lot personally. And so my in book, Shamanic Soul, details some of that journey and yep. some of the adversity that I had to overcome um, in order to kind of finally fit into my own shoes <laughs> to finally really become me and the, who, who I appreciate being as myself. And a lot of that really is, wasn't external adversity, although we oftentimes project it as that. Um, but it was really just all internal stuff. Um, you know, those regressions within the subconscious that kind of keep mm-hmm. us and prevent us from moving forward and taking opportunities in life that are abundantly there. The universe is like open and wide and there are so many different choices and pathways that we can take and not every one of them are ideal. Um, And sometimes the path that it takes to get you to where you want to go may not be ideal, but um, the more you can kind of, um, you know, uh, step aside from your fears, your insecurities, those um, aspects of yourself um, that, you know, will prevent you from being able to make movement, will prevent you from being able to transform and move beyond your current state, you know, it, it you know, it, it'll keep you there. So that, that's really essentially what I had to overcome, um, mm-hmm. which is no easy feat as a lot of people will um, attest in their own lives. And I mean, I was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder and it was pretty severe. It, it impacted actually my physical health. It had yeah. been hospitable multiple times and, um, I was, uh, you know, for a good decade or more. Yeah. You and I have a lot of things in common, right? Um, obviously yes, we do. We really do. It's crazy. But the reason I do this, I love this. I can't remember where in your book you say this. And for those of you just tuning in, um, I, I, I think Jacob's going to show you copies of the book, the shamanic soul, um, something's happening to me, right? You would think that at this point in time in my life, like I'd be done, right? But when I get the honor of interviewing somebody like you, Daniel, and get to honor your work and your journey, and especially since my latest discovery, I still can't even make sense of this, to be honest with you my grandfather being born in Brazil, the the greatest secret of all time, but then the internet. So you can't hide from your relatives anymore because like they have your name, right? There's something that shifts in us. But the the shamanic soul, I mean, honestly, when just saying it, the vibration, shamanic soul is powerful. I am so afraid we're going to lose these teachings. How important is it for you to pass the baton and keep this going? And what is your experience, if you could, with the shamanic soul? Um, Well, in terms of the importance of these teachings, um, it's absolutely vital that the minute that I entered uh, my training with my maestro, um, it, I understood the importance of carrying this lineage forward that has been alive for thousands of years. Um, and it's not really about my specific lineage. It's about all the core teachings mm. of all of the earth honoring traditions across the planet, which is yeah. to, it's not necessarily about replicating the ceremonies of the past more so than honoring and recognizing 
you know, what the past is trying to help us remember, which is um, for me, what that shamanic soul is, is our direct connection with Pachamama, with Mother Earth, and not just her, but the soul of her. Um, we are expressions of that world soul, that animus mundi, as the as the Greeks call it. Um, we are um, vital, creative components um, of this planet that are are here to have relationship with her. And when we do, we can tap into our own sort of soul walk, um, as I like to call it, our soul pathway, our 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 ability to find our, our flow. I think is how I refer to it in the book. Um, of, of what you're kind of here to do um, as an expression of the world soul, yeah. as an expression of, of, of Pachamama herself. Yeah. Um, so I always like to remind people, it's, it, this isn't just a spiritual thing either, you know, biologically, like, you know, particle wise, we came out of the mother. We are literally physically her children and to like honor that and recognize that. Mm-hmm. And for me, soul is like less of an esoteric spiritual concept and more yeah. of just uh, what I like to relate it to is jazz or art. It's it's the ability for that human to tap into that connection and then just letting that energy flow, whether it's through dance, music, um, what have what you're doing here, Dr. Pat, you know, um, having conversations and and us just reminding each other that we're all connected and we're all connected to this one organism and she's our mama and let's let's start gearing things in a more positive direction um and have less division and uh, so on and so forth yeah i love this i love this conversation that's why i had to get the backdrop for people to really understand daniel from your perspective and the way you've written the book you know i'm a kid from the bronx new york but somehow my grandfather and I didn't know this when I was younger. My grandfather was a farmer in Brazil. Greatest secret on the planet to really hide that hair. When <laughs> to have an entire family keep a secret that grandpa and papa's mama were born in Brazil and farming, and then change the name, and then change change his his ethnicity, change like he went from. Brazilian to Italian, and he changed the letter at the end of the, it was just crazy. But when he came over, see, this is what I remember. This is really to your point. I got to spend time with Papa in the Bronx on a lot where he had used tires and he had a shack. And in the shack, I could tell you the smell of the kerosene and the oil painting. And as you went out the back of the shack, rows and rows and rows vegetables and herbs and you could smell them and what i love about this is and i don't know if this is factual so can you fact check me i don't know of a culture in our origins that didn't start out with an absolute absorption to pachamama to absolute absorption to the earth. Now, Greta Thunberg is trying to help us remember, but why is it we forget that that is where we started, Daniel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think that there is a culture, at least a spiritual tradition, 
within the various civilizations across the planet that didn't have a shamanic root they didn't have at its core uh, basically a, a, a shamanic like figure that had interaction with the unseen realms and came back to bring medicine to the people it was what came after when people started institutionalizing that and and whatnot and i think that's where we are kind of forgetting so if you're familiar with douglas adams and hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy and whatnot we we have a vogon <laughs> mentality in, in our lives and it's not that it's necessarily evil but I, it can get there but we just we have the ability to take this wonderful thing like direct revelation from some spiritual experience mm -hmm. and we try to begin to categorize it and to um you know distribute it through forms and through protocol and creeds and and whatnot and it becomes an established religion or a doctrine or um even a book right you know even, <laughs> even a book there can be some danger and, and which is why in my book i tr i try to undo a lot of what yeah. i created at the end to make room for the reader to just know and understand that you know it's not about having a teaching and a direct teaching and and carrying it verbatim forward it's about taking medicine from one generation to another and then passing it on to the next so mm -hmm. that they can kind of do it in their own way mm -hmm. which is vitally important for the evolution and growth of the planet you don't want stagnation by having a, a particular tradition just mm -hmm. acting the same way each you don't you don't grow and evolve and adapt and you don't want that. So I do think that the act of forgetting, which is, you know, there's a lot of myths um, across various cultures about, you know, when some, when a being will, and I think the Greeks have like, whenever you, you drink from the, the river of forgetfulness, whenever you come into incarnation. And so the way I was taught in my shamanic training, it's, it's kind of like a game. It's not a bad thing. We forget because if we always remembered all the time, that direct connection, mm -hmm what fun would that be? The fun is trying to remember and trying to have that journey of reconnection again. Um, and so it, it's, uh, you know, when we talk a lot about evolutionary potential and in these transformational communities, it's always important to remember that, you know, if we ever got to an end state of, of like, you know, perfect alignment with source or creation, I, you know, what my teacher taught me is if you got there, you would just want to go back to the beginning and be ignorant of everything again anyway, because it, <laughs> it's, it's, but that dream. is, it's the total, it's the total zodiac. It's the total yeah. astrology chart. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. it's the total, well, when you get to the 12th house, you're not like done. You don't like die. Right. Right. It's the evolution. But you know, here's what I love about this is, and, and I want to talk to you about this, you know, right out of the gate. There are many books that I've read in 20 years. And what I really find refreshing now is when I find a book like this one, where you take us at a very, anybody can learn this right from the beginning, the training part. And I looked at that training diagram you had, and I thought, oh, oh 20 years of doing this, I had no idea that there was this dynamic in operation. But what I love about it is, you're able to introduce this to us in so many ways. I especially loved, you know, the part 
I think I'm stuck on trials and I, I, I think I have a little challenge thing today. But I love that you cannot, may I? You say here under the train, the hero faces a variety of challenges to prepare for the supreme ordeal, the final battle with the dragon, as it were. Trials along the way will test your metal, metal, met, that's like, like not metal, and therefore increase your stamina. Overcoming these challenges will make you stronger and prepare you to face the future. You see, I, I have heard that message from my mom and my stepmom, and she was the queen of that, but not in this context. Can you talk to the supreme ordeal, please? <laughs> it's almost like I'm, it's almost like I'm watching the movie Eternals, right? Where they got like the supreme being, but now we're taking it down to our life, to yeah. our journey. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing and, and utilizing Joseph Campbell's monomath yes. paradigm, you know, as a, as a kind of a relational connection to shamanic training in general, and really just life in general. And that's what, that's what um, Joseph Campbell was trying to do is show through all of these myths and spiritual traditions throughout the planet, how they, they all kind of have the same pattern to them. And they're all really about having that message to us in life. And, and that, which is a cycle about going in and tracing, uh, facing these travails, these tribulations and learning from that, and then returning back to community with that, with that gained wisdom. And so the Supreme ordeal, um, isn't necessarily like a person who has to go and climb a mountain and fight a dragon or, or you have to go and face the corporate you know, paradigm that you're trying to battle in your own personal, whatever it is. And maybe that is. I did that already. I did okay. that one. Well, I, did, I did that in 1992. <laughs> so, okay. Can I check that off my list? There you go. Then you're good. You're done. So, um, but the Supreme ordeal is really just that, that always, cause it's a cycle. Once you're done, you just, ha you're starting over again. It's always that, that, that primary roadblock that is going to be in place for you. That's going to prevent you from keeping forward on that soul path of yours and that continued growth and evolution to make you a better you. Um, so it can be anything. It can be your own internal thing. It could be a conditional situation in your life. Um, so uh, Dr. Jose Stevens relates that to um, your dragon. You know, there are many dragons that we face in our lives and um, he's a transpersonal psychologist. I believe that's might be his uh, preferred title um, where that that's how he kind of describes what the Supreme ordeal is to, and he's hearkening yeah. on myth as well. Right. Yeah. And you write to mention eternals because I mean, we're surrounded by, you know, the, all of these types of mythologies, the superhero mythology, even sports, whatever, where we're constantly facing that next, you know, tournament, that next struggle, um, that next thing to get us to a better level, you know, and athletes are a great, a great thing to look to, to this athletes don't play, you know, they don't just kind of tentatively show up, you know, and, you know, they're just like, well, I didn't put much effort to it. They train all the time. Oh yeah. They're always working towards that goal. And they have to get in almost a meditative state of mind in order to be in the zone whenever they're actually in the zone. Mm. Um, and so that the athlete is actually a great paradigm to study for people that are really interested in spiritual growth um, or psychological growth or whatever it is that you're trying to do in your life, because they are the perfect embodiment of discipline and hard work 
uh, practice, practice, practice and focus. Um, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, uh, so we're going to take a short break, but I want to just let everybody know a couple of things. Uh, Daniel, first of all, tell people the shamanic soul, and it's a, it is a guidebook for self-exploration, healing, and mysticism. And we're, when we come back from break, we're going to really take it to part two about this. But this is not the only book. You have a number of other books that you've done. <laughs> Love the comic book thing, the whole thing. I've got like comic book envy. But how do people find out about you and how do they get a copy of your book? Please tell folks. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, you can find me at my website, danielmullerweb.com, but you can find you can find the Shamanic Soul at any book distributor, but we always prefer to point people back to the publisher, yeah. Llewellyn.com, and you order pre-order directly from them. It's available for pre-order now, and it comes out June 8th. Yeah, and again, that's Llewellyn, and for those of you out there, make sure, uh, and I think, Jacob, you know, uh, once you put these, but once you put the book up, you could also direct them to Llewellyn's website if you could. Um, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, there's so much that I've pulled out of the book. By the way, I read the book, so that's why I'm referencing the book. I appreciate it. But we have a current theme that we're launching this year. It's fascinating to me uh, for our crowdfunding and our expansion. And when I used the term, some people cringed. But then I saw it in the book and I thought, I'm not changing it. He's right. He's got this nailed down. What is the phrase that Daniel uses in the book when he is like even talking about the shamanic body? What is he saying? And why is the language so strong? Let's take a short break. Benny, Jacob, we'll be right back, everybody. Your own innate brilliance already lives inside of you. Come discover it so you can shine brightly in this world. Join me, your host, Adrian Cobb, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern during Wild Magic on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get answers to who you are and where you belong. To learn more about me and the show, visit MyWildMagic.com. Again, that's MyWildMagic.com. Are you having difficulty feeling at home in your own home? Join Annette Rigolo and Dr. Pat in Enlightened Environments, Optimizing from the Outside In, as they present a deep dive into the various vibrations of the earth, along with man-made energies that impact our lives. Using the diamond dousing method, we will utilize specific vibrations to elevate our own homes to support us and expand us with their energy. Join us every third Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. Pacific Time to make your home home. Do you get stuck in that someday attitude? Living the same day over and over again with no action? The Becoming You Show, big ideas that inspire, impact, and influence your life with Leah Rowling is for you. Tune in every Friday at 11 a.m. Central on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This show will have you feeling inspired to take action with purpose and intention. For more information and to get in touch with me, visit www.LeahRowling.com. Did you know that when we talk about the Earth's ecosystems, the most important ecosystem has been left out? You, we created the ecosystem approach to recapture human potential. Find us at theecosystemapproach.org. 
Join us every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for the Ecosystem Approach Show with Jason and Patricia on TransformationTalkRadio.com. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. What could you achieve if you knew someone was going to ask about your progress every week? Accountability matters. Small corrections and check-ins with your goals can lead to big results in your business without you feeling overwhelmed. Success Magnified owner Mary Gall provides entrepreneurs a system of goal setting and accountability to create clarity about where you are now, your future direction, and the most effective way to get there. Book your free call at successmagnified.com today. You are made for more. I'm Coach Lisa, and I'm here to help you achieve ultimate life satisfaction. Your life matters to the world. Reimagine your future with an individualized life by design approach with my free ebook, The Five C's of Coaching Commitment, Clarity, Coachable, Creative, and Change. Find the transformation you're looking for. Go to lisabeltz.com. That's L-Y-S-A-B-E-L-T-Z.com. Day-to-day living can be difficult in our world today. Most of us don't know how to live a peaceful, joy-filled existence. Learn how to break through these barriers and live a transformative life on Love and Light with me, Dr. Lisa, every day living in peace, every second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. To work with Dr. Lisa, visit EducationThroughEngagement.com. I can't even be, I don't even know. I, I, I have to, I'm going to have to have Daniel come back to talk about some of these other things, especially, <laughs> especially the psychonaut. Um, but today we're talking about the shamanic soul. Daniel, before we continue one more time, please direct people. And then Jacob, maybe you can put something up on the video part to get people over to Llewellyn. Uh, how do they get the book? But also there's so many other things you're involved in. How do they find that out about you? Yep. Find me at danielmullerweb.com. You can find me there um, and all my fun stuff and links to my social media profiles. And then uh, Llewellyn.com, you can get uh, pre-order my book of the uh, June 8th. Um, by the way, it's like the funnest thing. So if you go over to a site, I want you all to go over and just click on the sessions button just for the heck of it. This is so very cool, right? to take a look at the diversity, but also the imagination and that imagination that comes from, you know, our unlimited possibilities to dream and dreaming, by the way, was such a part. Um, Look, before the break, I referenced a phrase in your book, and it's a phrase that I've I've actually gotten a, a little bit of feedback, but I'm staying true to myself. I actually have a show that's called Power Up with Dr. Pat. But I, I had to do a double take back in the book because right here in the shamanic body, you say, taking the power back. And I thought, oh, my gosh, is that why we feel lost? Is that why we feel like we're disconnected? Is that why? Tell me about that and tell me about how this one part of the book sets the stage for everything else to come. Yeah. Almost so, everything, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, uh, 
very prominent curandero from the lineage I was trained in um, a few generations back, Don Eduardo Calderon from Peru, uh, said that the main pivot of shamanism is about power and one's own personal power. And um, if you've like, if you've read some, you know, different accounts from um, indigenous, you know, um, individuals that are, you know, working in that shamanic context, it's, it's all about that, about having the necessary power to do the work necessary. And I really kind of relate that to a personal context of one's own power. And I kind of in the book, walk through a few necessary items that individuals you know, really should have as a core foundation before continuing forward, which is, you know, ensuring that, you know, you honor and recognize all knowledge, um, individuality, um, being able to be variable with life and not just be tied down to one specific thought form or, or way of living, um, focus, balance, um, you know, these are just some of the main pillars that one needs into this house of power really that you need to have as the kind of framework before moving forward. Because if you don't have this, if you don't have that personal power, you know, everything will shatter. Um, and your whatever change you're trying to implement won't hold and won't stay. So you mm-hmm. have to be clear, you have to be focused and balanced and have certain um, aspects of your life together and be and be ready to hold and contain that and a lot of people are afraid of that a lot of people are afraid of having their own personal power and we don't realize even whether it's from a familial context or a societal context i mean just even look at social media whatever we give our power away all the time we give our information away we give um you know our uh our self-esteem away to every ad that comes our way on the TV or on Facebook or whatever, um, you know, we, we give it all. Um, and so it's, it's like a continual reminder of replenishing oneself and making sure that, you know, that for yourself, I mean, you're not the center of the universe because the universe is bigger than that, but for you and your perspective, you are the center and it's okay to treat yourself and honor yourself in that way and give yourself a foundation to stand on because you wouldn't have the context of understanding reality and interacting with reality without the strong core Mm -hmm. that exists here within oneself. I love this for so many ways. And I would love for you to talk about this because even when you're talking, you're going through the process, you're talking about, you you know, you talk about return to power. Thank you for using that word. I want to really talk to you about a couple of other things. You know, everything that we know seems to be I don't know how to say this better, but we are now in a pop culture, and I don't even want to call it that, but let's just say we're in a modern culture that is just so revering so many of the energies that you address here. And what am I talking about? Everything from Dr. Strange and the multiverse madness, right? And some of the things that come forth there. To now going back and honoring and respecting the elders, right? You see, most of the cultures that I think you and I are familiar with, when you're looking at the elder body, they are it. They're going to tell you whether you're going to plant that potato or you're not going to plant the potato, right? Right. But... When you take us on the journey in the book, 
I was really struck by getting to the place of the cosmos and consciousness. Sometimes we feel like we are on, we're not on a, on, on a parallel trajectory, a harmonious trajectory. Somehow we feel like we're on this dynamic, the moon is going to hit the earth trajectory. Mm-hmm. And I wanted you to talk about this a minute because the cosmos and the consciousness, they seem like they're separate. But are they? No, <laughs> no, that's part of the uh, uh, illusion that mm-hmm. we have and that forgetfulness that you and I were talking about earlier. And the, we do have this interesting way in society of kind of constructing civilization around us as a way to um, denote a sort of separation that exists. And so in my shamanic training, some of the first you know, ordeals that I was put through was about breaking that down. Um, so you don't see that differentiation. So you understand that in terms of the cosmos, you are the fount of creation. Creation doesn't just happen a- as this separate mechanism or even, oh, it just only happens out in nature in the woods or out in the stars this is it. Like what we're doing right now, you and I with the electronics, everything like this is the fount of creation. This is the forefront of it right here. And that, that that's kind of essential to actually understanding the power dynamics that are at play within shamanic healing, shamanic ritual, um, and, and ceremony. So, um, having not just an understanding of that, or an intellectual understanding shamanic training tries to put you through ordeals so that you, you have that as a felt experience, you live it and you breathe it. And it's not, it's not a, it's not a uh, circumstance that's under question really because you're experiencing every moment. Yeah. One of the things that I love talking about, and you bring us on this journey in the book, Daniel, you really, we go through this. But I am so glad that you 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 kind of kicked it out by talking about magic. Hello, right? Um, there's never been. I, I somebody asked me what I thought the greatest comeback of our century has been. I, I people ask me the oddest questions, and it depends on the day. But I remember this was a couple of years ago, and I said, "Oh, by far, that's easy. The greatest comeback of the century is magic." And they looked at me and they said, "What are you talking about?" And this was at the Harry Potter time, right? And I said, think about it. Mm -hmm. You know, think about something that was so mm, like not okay. Now just being revered in such an interesting way. But magic and magic and just that word, all of this is on a path to healing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think we'd be alive as as a humans if people did not have these practices. I mean, what would they have done? They couldn't have gone to the pharmacy. Right. What is your thought? Yeah, yeah. It's important to understand what magic is. Um, I actually, my publisher made me expand that chapter a little bit because I my original <laughs> plan was just to have one page just saying, <laughs> you know what magic is. Moving yeah, on. Yeah, no. 
like everybody should know what magic is. If you were a child, you knew what magic was. Everybody's experienced Christmas. Everybody's experienced. And it, it's not just like this feeling though. Magic is the ability to change reality in accordance with one's will. Um, and so that can come in a variety of ways. Um, but it's just as magic is just as simple as watching a movie or reading a book. Your, your reality gets changed. You know, you come out of a movie going, whoa, that blew my mind. That's magic. If you can't write, read a book and your mind was changed about something, you've seen reality in a whole new way. Um, so it's, it, and I'm not trying to demean magic in any way, shape or form, because I've seen and experienced some crazy stuff that you would only probably see in Dr. Strange or <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So that exists. <laughs> But we also have to understand that magic just happens at so many levels and a recognition of the variability of how magic manifests in our daily lives is very important and essential Um, because oftentimes it will really just only manifest as that. And if we just recognize that, we see magic everywhere. Every day becomes Christmas in that regard. Um, so yeah, it's very important for healing because you have to change, you have to change. It's like alchemy. It's transmuting lead into gold. It's transmuting this, you know, very dense, sick person, um, plagued with mind stuff or physical stuff and transmuting that into something that can grow and evolve out of that. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, you know, all of the ceremonies that I were involved in, they were all magic based, um, to get me to the place where I am today. So there is a chapter in the book, right, that I, I, I went, I've never heard anybody talk about this. And, you know, because I'm a little bit learning different, I have, I have a little difficulty sometimes with words. So when I first looked at it and looked at shamanic report, which that's not what it is, <laughs> yep. I thought, whoa wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This was so fascinating to see this in the book. And I wanted to take a minute for you to talk about it because you use language here, bringing it all together, right? There's something about this particular uh, part of your writing and part of the book that is usually not included. Thank you. Can you tell us about this? Because it's almost like it's almost like you're creating a tapestry, but this is kind of the thread. Can you talk to it? And and it's not report. <laughs> yeah, shamanic rapport. Rapport. Um, yeah, it. And you're you're right. I've read some other books, and I never, I don't ever see this aspect um, brought up a lot. I have yeah. in some cases, but this was actually one of the core tenets of my training. And if you didn't have this as a vital component from the beginning with every ceremony, with every exercise, then you're lost. And it's about understanding, you know, a lot of, so a lot of this manifests as giving offerings to the spirits, giving offerings to the land, giving, you know, and it's, it's more about giving offerings like, okay, let's, you know, give up our harvest and blah, da, 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 da. It's, it's about creating a gift of communication to the invisible architects that exist around us all the time so that we can exist in cooperation with them. So we can exist in a participatory experience 
rather than us just taking from the environment and, and taking energy from, you know, whatever. So um, I relate this to, I always relate this back to just um, having a relationship with my wife, right? If I'm in a relationship with my wife, I don't just take from her from what I want and treat her as I want and only just, you know, get what I need in order to make myself, you know, happier. I have to give back. I have to give her love back. I have to give her flowers. I have to give her foot massages, you know, all the things that she needs. And just so being a shamanic practitioner is about having a relationship with the spirits of the natural world. And we have to have that same kind of relationship. It's not about them being necessarily better than us or us being better than them. It's about having this like mode of communication. And so, you know, various uh, uh, shamanic lineages across the planet. And I would definitely point out the, the Quechua peoples of Peru have a very sophisticated system of offerings um, that are very much uh in alignment with the spirits of the land around them. The spirits understand the types of offerings that are given in the way that they're given. And it's not just about, hey, throwing some tobacco on the ground or burning some sage. No. It's about making a whole pristine ritual yep. surrounding that in the same way that you would write a letter or a card to your loved one. Yeah. Um, petitioning and asking for what you're asking for assistance with and showing the, the expression of love in that as well. Um, so when we do ceremony um, locally in our community and my wife and I, great time and care is given to that aspect of the offering of the, of the haiwa, as we call it, the gift um, back to uh, Pachamama mm -hmm. and the spirits around us. Um, because it's, you, you wouldn't want to be frivolous with giving a gift to someone you love, you know, and especially if you're asking for something really important mm -hmm. and asking for that assistance. So, um, I don't know if that's the thread you were. Necessarily yeah, it's absolutely. To together, it, there's but. no question about it because the reason I wanted to ask you about it, because, you know, the, as we move forward and we really bring this full circle, we're talking about the shamanic soul, shamanic healing. And one of the things we have to remember is that um, that everything in life is an exchange. See, we don't really get that. You know, I happened to study exchange theory in school because I needed to understand it uh, for my own personal being. But everything is an exchange, right? You know, we take air in, we bring air, air out. But you're, you're so right. My, the first time, my introduction into giving back came in a strange way, even before my first vision quest. And it had to do on the island of Hawaii. Mm. And it had to do with something I did that I didn't understand. And then I was schooled in the ritual from Madame Pele, you know, a bottle of gin. Like, I mean, honestly, I was literally... Yep. Uh, and what I learned about that, and when I learned about the care that you're discussing and talking about, it's hard to describe the energy that passes through you. Yep. Yeah, there, you know, there's definitely, we have what we designate as uh, wakas that exist throughout the planet, which are various sacred sites that have a certain type of energy around them yeah. um, and they respond to different things um, in different ways. It's their language, right? For understanding. So in Peru, we can create a haiwa called a despacho, which is a very specific type of offering 
that the mountain spirits there understand. Yep. There are certain areas here in North America, and we've tried it before, creating that same type of despacho, and they're like, uh-uh, no, no. And sometimes we'll even outright reject it and show ways of rejecting it right then and there. You have to learn what the spirits of that area that you live on, what, what they understand and what they can um, uh, assimilate as, as mm. information to them. Um, and it's like you mentioned Jen, and I was reminded of when I went and did offerings um, to the to the uh, grave of Marie Laveau at um, mm. in New Orleans. You know, um, you know, cigars and um, you know, whiskey, and it's just like it's a completely different experience. Yeah. But when you give it in that way, the the type of energy that comes in is way different. It's like a a key fitting into the right lock. Yeah. And then suddenly that energy opens and um, it's, it's, it's very interesting. It's fascinating. And, you know, part of this brings us to understanding that this is all in service of something so powerful. And I think that, you know, what you bring us to in the book is healing. And I love that we use that word. I mean, not just individually, but of course, yes. But there are many, many, many energies that can be healed. Um, and I love that you pointed that out because my vision questing in the high desert of California and the Sierras, very different ritual, you know, very different. Like you're down to three tablespoons of water yep. and you <laughs> and you're thinking, I'm not going to I'm not going to. This is something I'm not going to give you. And you're like, dearly mistaken about that mm -hmm. but you're right let's have a conversation about taking our healing power back mm -hmm. yeah yeah uh, healing in <laughs> in some regards can you know be seen as a word that people don't you know they will just look at it from a medical context or yeah. um and i don't want to eliminate that either because i no. actually had medical healing but it's really, I always just see it as a, a, a word. It's another word for evolution, for change, but yeah. it's, it's, it's very specifically tied to mm -hmm. a, a state of misalignment that is getting aligned, Yeah. Um, getting yourself back into balance, getting yourself back mm -hmm. into focus. Um, so kind of turning something that's from a negative into a, a positive, knowing that there's going to be another inverse, another negative that you're going to have to turn because mm -hmm. it's a cycle again. Um, but, uh, that's kind of what we are just here to do. If people would actually m focus more, not on what's going on outside of themselves and trying to change the external world, not that we shouldn't try to implement external change. I'm not saying that, mm -hmm. but oftentimes people focus so much on that and then they become drained and they don't find a way to actually have relationship with themselves first as a foundation heal yourself and then start having that um, interaction with the outside yeah. world. It, that's the way it worked for me personally in my own relationships. Yeah. My relationships were falling apart around me. And it wasn't until like my maestro told me like, you have to, you have to fix yourself before anything, yeah. nothing else is going to get fixed and you can leave that situation and go into another and it's still going to fall apart. Yeah. You have to fix yourself regardless. That's why I love when you bring us right back, though, to this idea of the shamanic soul, and you even go as far as to talk about Practicum 22 vision quest, 
Now, I don't want to spend any time talking about how I got to be on my first vision quest, but nothing more powerful had ever happened to me in my life. And there were no words for it. You know, I came back looking like all every bug in the high desert had a feast on my body. And but I was changed. This is the introspection that you're talking about, I believe. And I think later on in the book, you you, you really talk about the soul within. See, because you bring us back there. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah. I, you know, I actually had uh, some reservations about talking about vision quest and doing vision quest because it's mm -hmm. definitely not an experience that i just want to throw people out there and yeah go on but it's definitely <laughs> something and i try to clarify that in the book that's really something that you want to have some strong tutelage with yes you want to have someone guiding you into it that has had experience in this sort of thing and yep and that will know that you're doing it and it, it's something that you want to work up to it's not like okay cool i got the weekend free yeah, no. you know, it's 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 definitely something that is kind of a, a closing of one chapter and you know, opening up another in your life because you have to you want to create conditions to where it's just you in the universe and nothing yeah. else. Um, and you have to be energetically prepared. Totally. And, and then what I mean by that is, first of all, I don't ever recommend doing anything like this at the level you and I are talking about without people that really know what they're doing. So yep. that's number one. Yep. But more importantly, when the door opens, nine times out of 10, there's a reason for you to look at walking through it. And you know what you've been able to do and share with us today is the many, many different places for anyone to start. See, what you've provided with this, as you said, it is a guide. And people can start where they are. Um, Daniel, thank you for this today. Um, again, please give out your website. And I'd love to know your personal message, what you'd like to leave us with today. Oh, <laughs> well, my personal message is really, truly, truly just be true to your core and who you are, everyone. That's that that shamanic soul is really just about you and not you trying to be like anyone else ever. <laughs> it's just... The individual that who you are is the most important thing that the planet and the cosmos needs. Um, but yeah, you can find me at danielmullerweb.com uh, and all of my social media leaks and all the fun I have over there. And you can pick up my book at Llewellyn.com comes out June 8th. Yeah, we actually we got to jump on it, everybody. But so please go ahead. It's really the shamanic soul. Um, go to Daniel's site. You'll be able to see it. Go to Llewellyn. I think Jacob's put some information up there. This isn't the only book you've written. So there are other books on your website. There are other ways for people to engage with you. Um, and thank you for keeping this real. Thank you for bringing thank this you. down to a level that, you know, people can understand and say, wait a minute. It's not this thing that only 1% can do. Thank you for doing that. Right. Yeah, my and pleasure. Keep those comics coming, okay? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> All right. All right. Benny, uh, Jacob, let's take a short break. Daniel, amazing book. I am even now thinking it's time. It is time for me to really look for and seek out a vision quest for this year. Let's take a short break, everybody. I'll be right back. <laughs> 